Hey there, everyone. This is Frank the Tank Keller here. I'm a voice actor and a Twitch streamer. And I am Ryan Nunes, known better on the internet as Craig Cray7. I am also a Twitch streamer. And this is Bestest Buddies Talk, Woo. a podcast where we talk about anime and video games. And pretty much anything else we feel like. Yeah, pretty much. It's Yeah, it's uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, Dragon Ball Episodes 6 and 7. As an apology for missing last week, that's on uh, that's on this guy right here. So I, I appreciate you guys' patience. Before before <laughs> before we lay blame, why don't you go ahead and tell them about the week you had? We'll let them decide whether it was your fault or not. All right. So uh, Sunday we decided to like uh, we missed it because it was a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl. Obviously, I, so I have another podcast, uh, Sports Cliches Podcast. Look it up on YouTube. Uh, my my thumbnail for today's podcast, I'll admit, is a particular <laughs> masterpiece. Um, so so I, I have another podcast where we talk about sports and particularly football. So the Super Bowl is kind of important. So I, I unfortunately, that one's on me, had to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. And by the time Super Bowl and everything was done and everything was wrapped like up. 10 o'clock. Yeah. And I got to wake gonna... up at like 4.30 to exercise. Like, who does that? Yeah, uh, so yeah, we skip that one um last past monday was valentine's day and i figured i as much as much as i love ryan like he's my bestest buddy i should probably spend that time with my wife (laughs) what's Uh, more important your marriage or your podcast i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with my marriage on this one that's a smart man (laughs) not that she listens to the podcast but that's not the point she has ears and you are in that house she will hear that (laughs) (laughs) she'll hear that Uh, shit and then on tuesday when we were getting ready um like everything was getting set up and then my furnace shut down and uh it was a fun cold day here in the city not not the or coldest, like, but I think it was like, like minus, minus twenty 14. something. Yeah. So yeah, no heat. Uh, so I had to wait. Called called the uh, the furnace people to come fix it under warranty. Thank God, I don't want to spend any money if I didn't have to. They said they'd have somebody out here between like yeah seven to nine. So I was like, cool. Hey Ryan, Camega got away from the furnace people. And then like nine thirty, they're like, oh yeah, we won't be able to make it there till Wednesday. And then by the time Wednesday rolled around, I had to, I had like my training client that was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then Friday we did. Bestest Buddies Gaming. Yeah. Soul Link. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Friday we did Bestest Buddies Gaming, uh, Harkold, Soul Silver, Soul Link, Nuzlocke. It was, it was phenomenal. If you haven't watched it, go check out the, uh, the YouTube or. Search Bestest Buddies Gaming on YouTube. You'll find us there. Yeah. It is in the show notes below. Uh, or you can check our VODs on uh, the show notes below for the our twitch channels twitch.tv slash frank tank keller twitch.tv slash craig cry seven perfect you'll find it all down there below uh, <laughs> but yeah so we did that on friday do we and have then anything on- else to shamelessly plug while we're doing this now let's just get the ball out of the way we we're we're, we're good into the shameless plugging thing <laughs> yeah we're, we're here we're here uh then saturday we did a uh, best best buddies gaming again i know two nights in a row Whew. uh we did uh we did a uh, th industries truck and cross america we did two runs it was great and uh, let's see. And then on Friday, what did you do on Friday other than us? What did I do on Friday other than sports cliches? <clears throat> what did I do? What do I do every Friday at <laughs> approximately 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. if you're on the Pacific? And I'm sure you could figure it out anywhere else. Uh, <laughs> 
every Friday. Every Friday. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Tapachio J. Uh, it's me and him. We do it together. Um, so, uh, <laughs> talked about the Super Bowl, obviously. Talked about the Olympics. Did the, did the sports cliches thing. It's going to be interesting what we do for the next few weeks, given that uh, NHL season and NBA seasons haven't quite ramped up into full force yet where we can really sink our teeth into it. And uh, NFL season's done, so... We'll see what we do over the next couple of weeks. But if you want to figure it out, youtube.com, search up sports cliches. You'll find all the VODs there. There's 17 episodes out right now. I mean, you can always cover stuff in the Olympics, I guess. I got Olympics nothing. are done now. Olympics are then done there now. you go. Just uh, do like a, do at least yeah. one episode of like a cover. Did that, like... did, did that in the last episode. Well, and I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's why we didn't end up recording last week and why we're doing two episodes this week. And it kind of worked out really well for us to do two episodes at once because last week would have been a five minute episode. Oh, my God. Like episode six is there is nothing happens. There is no point. Uh, I can't speak for Frank, but I'm sure it's the same. Uh, All of my notes are just plot points. Like there's no insight into them. There's, there's no observation because there's nothing to observe. Th- this is one of those episodes where literally things happen, and it didn't really move the story forward. Nothing like so. What? <laughs> so a common writing trope is when you say things happen, what you're really saying is nothing happened, right? So, so what? What? What you tend to mean when you're writing and you say things happen is like, sure things are happening in the sense of stuff is going on but it's not doing anything right it, there, there's no point in describing it any further because it doesn't advance the plot this is the ultimate things happened episode so far <laughs> i can't imagine there will be a bigger things happened episode even the car driving episode was there to explain time is passing until the androids get here they are training, but they are also trying to live their life because they are, are all afraid they will die. Man, I'm not going to lie. Like, I am so excited for that episode. I legitimately, there's not even like a slice of life element to these this episode. Like, it's <laughs> nothing. Yeah, it's, there's, there's not really a whole lot going on. We'll, uh, we'll cover that shortly. So yeah, we're doing episode six. Keep your eye on the Dragon Balls. And then episode seven the ox king on fire mountain like for episode six i have like maybe one and a half pages of notes but they're very small pages a page ah yeah <laughs> See? yeah half a page <laughs> yeah very small pages i mean if i you know wrote better and spaced everything less yeah this would all fit in like three quarters of a page at most yep. and then fire mountain i've got like four so i've got about two perfect uh, well, my role is mostly just telling what happens in the story, and then <laughs> and then we bet. You're you're the lead on this. I'm we're, I'm I start the vamping. Yeah. Other than that, we'll uh, we'll get into that real quick. Um, weird question for you. I know I've asked this before, but I always forget. How many pop funkos do you have? I am currently up to fifty three. Oh, all right. So uh, yeah, everyone here. So Ryan has a like behind him in his camera has 53 pop funkos a large portion of them are like dragon ball dragon ball z related and it's phenomenal um because yeah, i can see goku black piccolo 
I see Super Saiyan Goku, Frieza, Majin Goku Black. That is Goku on the Flying Nimbus. Oh, that's Goku on Flying Nimbus. That oh, well, Goku even better. Nimbus. Yeah. Even so, uh, better. So just for the Dragon Ball Pops, I have Goku on the Flying Nimbus and Bulma, both from OG Dragon Ball. Yeah. From Z, I have uh, Scouter Vegeta, Piccolo, Final Form Frieza, Perfect Cell, Trunks with Sword, uh, Krillin, Majin Buu, uh, Badman Vegeta, my favorite <laughs> pop. It is Vegeta in the pink shirt. It is fantastic. Uh, Kid Gohan and Super Saiyan Goku autographed by Sean Schemmel. Who? Um, and then from Super, I have Super Saiyan uh, Blue God Vegeta, and I think that's my only Super Pop. Okay. Oh, no, I have uh, Ultimate Gohan from Super. Perfect. Who, for some reason, is not with the Super Pops. And then I also have Gohan in the training outfit, Piccolo, no uh, weighted training armor, mm-hmm. and Hercule. Nice. See, Which, I only uh, have a lot of shot. I only have one Pop Funko. It's uh, Tien Shinhan and Chaozu, oh, and uh, signed by uh, Brendan Hunter. Also, not in the shot because it doesn't really fit on the wall. I have the giant size Shenron. And somewhere, somewhere in your house, you have a giant Super Saiyan 2 Gohan statue. Right beside it. Yeah. So fun fact, I got him that one for his birthday one year. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, outside of that, like I love a lot of the Funkos I have. Uh, some of my favorites. Just throw it out here. We're talking about my Funko collection right now. Yeah. Um, I won't talk about the sports ones. That'd be more of a sports cliche thing. But I have uh, my Liverpool collection going. I have a flocked Vulpex, which is awesome. So it's a Vulpex, but it's got like, um, it's got like a stuffy out exterior. Oh, it's very cool looking. I have a silver Charmander. It's it's a Charmander, but just full silver variant. Yeah. Um, The zombie Kenny Hot Topic exclusive is pretty good. Um, I have the uh, EB exclusive Sora with the dual blasters. That one's pretty cool. Um, over here, we have my Bob Ross. I have a Bob <laughs> Ross Funko. Uh, I have Joey and the Red Eyes side by side, which on their own aren't my favorite pops because I have them both. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm always looking for more. But, uh, so the problem I have, oh, and uh, my wooden Captain America. My wood Captain America pop. Right above it is the black suit Spider-Man from Far From Home, which I still have not seen yet. Me neither. <laughs> um, but no, not far from home. The newest one, the the one that's not far from home. Home, no way home. No yeah, way home. that's the one. Um, yeah. So I have to be smart when I buy pops because I'm well aware of something of myself, which is I have the willpower to not buy pops if I see them. But I'm also well aware that if I buy one, I'm gonna buy like five. <laughs> There's no in between. There is none. Because, like, so one of my immediate regrets is down at the bottom here, I have uh, the uh, OG Mighty Morphin Blue Ranger. Yeah. And the remake Power Rangers Blue Ranger. Oh, yeah. I also have the remake Black Ranger beside it. My immediate regret on both of those is that I didn't just get all of the Rangers. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, Because now I look at it and go, I just wish I had all of the Rangers. And now that they're discontinued, you got to find them, right? And there'd be a lot more money. Cool. That's the thing. 
that Super Saiyan Goku down there is a $75 pop without the autograph on it. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's the problem when you, when you, when you, when you get into collecting things, we won't even talk about my comic book collection. Just, <laughs> just stick here for now. That's, that's the problem with it is once you, you get to a point where you look at your collection and go, I just wish I had bought all the Power Rangers when they were out. Yeah. Right. Because now my Power Ranger, like Billy's over here, did got nothing. <laughs> Poor Billy. And if they and if they do a re-release, you know what the worst thing's gonna be? They're not gonna be the same collection. They're gonna be different. I gotta get the OG ones. I'm gonna be hard to find. And you're gonna end up buying the uh, re the re-release anyway. I mean, this is this is the problem. <laughs> but yeah, there's the, there's the aside of the day. There's the pop final aside. Perfect. All right. So yeah, let's uh let's get into this, shall we? All right. We'll keep episode six brief. Episode six. Keep your eye on the Dragon Balls. Dragon Balls. Uh, We see something else a little bit more often in this episode than we actually do the Dragon Balls. Softcore Bulma porn? Yes, softcore Bulma porn. That is the subtitle of this episode. Bulma spends half of this episode naked. (laughs) At least half of her screen time. Almost all of her screen time. Yeah. There's very um, few times in this episode where she has clothes on. <laughs> and one of the times she has clothes on, it's very much not to, to like, like it's one of those, like the clothes on are just supposed to turn you on more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we start off the episode with Oolong, Goku, and Bulma traveling through the desert in the dino cap that Oolong was going to give Yamcha. Turns out to be like a double-decker motorhome. Yeah. It looks like one of those um, like two-floor buses you see when you're in a, oh, London. <laughs> Called double decker. Yeah, double decker bus. Yeah, crikey. (laughs) Leave it. (laughs) Um, Yamcha and Poir have been following them. They they end up stopping for the night. uh, Goku has been eating about a month worth of supply of food. Uh, Balma says she needs to have a shower and wants the. Oolong to wash her clothes and Oolong is just like losing his mind and he just shows her where the shower is. So she has a shower. And then uh, Oolong and Goku are talking about the Dragon Balls. And at this point, we cut to outside where... No, no, no. Before that, we get like a minute of Bulma seductively washing her body. All right, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) So we get... It's important. This is softcore Bulma porn. You need to know. Yes. So... Bulma's having a shower. We see that Bulma's having a shower. There are bubbles strategically placed in places and lights and flashes and more bubbles and mist because Japan I mean, one is this... time there just isn't. One <laughs> time she just turns to the camera and it's just like, we just blurred it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, this is soft core porn. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we get Yamcha uh, sneaking up to Yamcha and Par on the side of the building side of the bus and uh they're like we hear voices i'm gonna go take a look to see what i find see if i can see anything see if i can see anybody in there now hold on i got a question for you on this one for sure they did say the shower was upstairs right nope no the shower is on the first floor behind like you can see where the stairs are yep yep okay the shower is just past that that's where the bathroom is okay 
The bedroom so is the only stay. thing upstairs. The bedroom is the only thing upstairs. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. My bad. All right. All good. Uh, so yeah, then Yamcha. Any attention to this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a rough one to watch. <laughs> so Yamcha's like, I'm going to take a look to see what I can see if I can see anybody in there, see if I can see Goku. And then he pulls up, looks over, boom, Bulma flashes him. And I mean, our boy Yamcha here can't talk to women, let alone look at them fully naked. So he's got, you know, a good old fashioned, like, nosebleed, and he freaks out. And then he manages to scurry over to the other side of the building as he's like having a panic attack. I thought he passes, I thought he falls and passes out. And that's when he has the nipple eyes. No, that is at the end of the episode. After, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump here. We're gonna come back to this, but at the end of the episode, when he grabs the dragon balls on the second floor, he pulls the blanket back to grab said dragon balls, but it's naked Balma. And then as he's walking out, he's getting carried, but he's getting led by Poir with Ah, yes. Okay. So we'll come back to that. Uh, But then, yeah, he goes around the side of the building and he hears Goku and Oolong talking about the Dragon Balls. And what does he decide to make his wish? Uh, He wants to be able to talk to women. Yeah. The uh, everybody's Dragon Ball wish sucks. Yeah. So we get up to, uh, I mean, Demon King Piccolo, he he does a little bit better. <laughs> he just does it in the wrong order. Um, yeah. So yeah, Yamcha decides to steal them for himself so that he can talk to women. And then Oolong drugs Bulma and Goku. Yeah, he straight up roof, he straight up roofies them. Yeah, that's a little problematic to Akiriyama. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, this episode is kind of problematic. A lot of these episodes are. But so yeah, Oolong straight up roofies Bulma and Goku so that he can look at Bulma naked. That's kind of his whole plan here. Um, he gave Goku enough to like drug a like a horse, I think he said. Uh, but then yeah, Bulma goes to sleep, asks Oolong to make sure that her clothes are clean. Goku passes out. And then we get the crackpot plan from Yamcha and Poir. Oh. Uh, where Poir decides to transform into Goku. To be fair, Poir's only met Goku like the one time, right? Yeah, now if only they weren't standing in front of him while he was completely passed out, he could work on this until he would get it right. Yeah. I mean, like, it's... I I forgive Poir a little bit more than I forgive Oolong. No, they're both failures in this. Yeah, Poir transforms into Oolong. No, Goku. He transforms into Goku. I know words. <laughs> and then Oolong was upstairs, uh, getting ready to sneak a peek at drugged out Bulma because he's a terrible pig person. <laughs> and then Poir walks in and he's like, oh my God, I have to change and transform. Ha! And then he transforms into Bulma. Uh, kind of. Kind of. Uh, Bulma, if she was uh, left in the washing machine too long, and then they tried to stretch her out to make her normal size. Yeah, so it's basically uh, oolong size, same body dimensions, just Bulma in a towel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just thought about this. Why, did it, why was she in a towel? Why I don't transform know. transform into Bulma with clothes? I don't know. Okay. 
none of this episode is good. Um, Didn't so, even think about that until right now. Why not just transform into Bulma with clothes on? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> so Oolong doesn't want, does, for some reason, doesn't recognize that this isn't Goku. It clearly does not look like Goku. The eyes are different. The hair is even spikier than normal. And obviously it sounds like Poir. To be fair, Poir also doesn't recognize this short, fat woman who talks like this. It's not Bulma. Yeah. I don't care how many times he's met Bulma. She was definitely not that short, that chubby, and that nasally. Yeah. But somehow they lead each other out of the camper and into the middle of the desert. Uh, while Yamcha breaks in to grab the dragon dolls. This is his big plan. He sees Goku knocked out. He goes upstairs because he thinks, yeah, this is where they're going to keep the dragon balls. And then he sees a bed and a blanket. And he sees two balls, two round, round objects. Yes, now remember, how many balls do they have at this point? Uh, Yamcha knows. He heard they have them. Five. Five. He, he sees, sees two. Two. And he's like, here are the dragon balls. Yep. Found it. Done. Easy. <laughs> Fucking top tier, man. My intellect, my IQ is almost as high as my power level. <laughs> so then he just he just reaches both hands, grabs the dragon balls, gives him a good old squeeze. Uh, a little, like, little uh, cough and a squeezy squeezy. Yeah, and he's like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta probably pull the blanket back. Boom. What do we see? Well, we don't see naked Bulma. He sees naked Bulma, and then we get poof, nipple eyes <laughs> as he's getting led away from the uh, from the cart. Uh, let's see here. Then, after he, you know, regains his composure, he comes back with a machine gun to fight Goku and Ulan. He gets kicked in the face by Goku after during their rematch and loses. Yep, he loses a tooth. Freaks out, runs away. Yamcha, who again, as we noted last week, they they make it very clear from the start. Like, Goku was hungry and tired. Even Goku, when he starts this fight, was like, I was hungry. Don't worry. You're still not a threat in this show that could really use a threat. And uh, then then Goku one-shots him just to make, just so that you extra know he's worthless. Yep. Spoiler alert, this is Yamcha's peak in the show. <laughs> um, Wait until he gets one shot by Cyberman. That's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for that. Uh, so yeah, Yamcha loses, retreats, and then he comes back the next day after he blows up their RV motor bus, whatever I'm calling it, with an R. Rocket launcher is like, here's a car. I feel bad about our fighting. No hard feelings. Bye. Runs away. Also, Shu and Maya are in this episode and they try and blow up the camper. That's pretty much all I have for episode six. Yep, I ain't got nothing more than that. (laughs) This uh... episode sucks. Oh, also the car that Yamcha gives them has a tracking device on them that is very similar to what the dragon radar looks like because every tracking device is just the dragon radar. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, and then we we go into right into the next episode, which is going to be episode seven, the Ox King on Fire Mountain. <laughs> yeah, a much better episode than six. Oh, yeah, we actually like things were happening. And the story actually progresses for the first time in seven episodes. We meet new characters. We meet the Ox King, who is going to be the big bad of the season. <laughs> going to be the big Still bad. don't have one of those yet. But no. <laughs> I, I mean, so I guess with the power of hindsight, we have met the big bad of the season. We just don't know it yet. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's the big bad. And he's like this big. <laughs> No, 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 no. Wrong big bad. The true final boss of this arc we have met. He just doesn't know we've met him yet. <gasps> it's Goku. Aha! It's all coming together. Spoilers, <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that in a few episodes. Thank God, it's like five episodes. <laughs> oh, we're so close. We're so close to the end of Pilaf. And once we get to the end of Pilaf, it's only like a couple of episodes of Goku and Krillin shenanigans. And then we get to the world tournament. We start, finally starts turning to a good show. I mean, I like the Krillin shenanigans. The Goku and Krillin shenanigans aren't bad, but they're a means to an end. And that end yeah. is the world tournament. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about uh, power levels in a bit here because we, we discussed that previously. But yeah, so if we open up the episode with the two-minute-long intro, and then Goku, Bulma, and Oolong driving towards Fire Mountain, and uh, yeah, Yancha's following them really close. He is so they have an overhead view, right, where we see Goku's car and Yancha's car. Between those two cars, there is less than a car's length. He is at most six feet away from them on this overhead view they do not see him and Yamcha is on this car standing there arms crossed going keep up with the bar but don't get too close we don't want him to see us <laughs> like I'm, i'll give him this like his his balance in that is is fucking impressive. phenomenal impressive. i mean i have a, i had a hard enough time doing that like bus surfing you know where yeah. you're inside of a bus and you just kind of like don't hold onto the bars and you're just kind of like standing yeah, you, there. You just try to see how long you can go without trying to hang onto the bar. Exactly. I have a hard enough time doing that. Um, impressive balance. Everybody in this show is dumb. So dumb. Every single character in this show, even Bulma, who is the smartest person, is painfully stupid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get we uh, we finally get to we finally get to Fire Mountain. It's definitely not like its name suggests at all. It is a oh. mountain on fire. Yeah, wow. it's yeah. No one saw that one coming. Good job, Kiriyama. Seriously, just <laughs> naming conventions, guys. They're not hard. Just don't name your thing, thing, place. Like uh, God, they Mount Pauzu and stuff like that. They do have some clever location names. They also gave up at points and just named it Fire Mountain and West City. <laughs> Directional city. <laughs> like, just don't, don't make, name your places adjective place. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there's also Corin's Tower. Well, to be fair, if you came to my house, it's Ryan's house. Yes. Right. So Corin's Tower is fine. It's a tower that Corin owns. Yeah. Fine. And then I guess there's Kami's Lookout, Kami. 
Kami okay. owns the lookout. Yeah. It's fine. That stuff's all good, right? Kame house is it's the turtle hermit's house. It's fine. Yeah, Kame house. <laughs> that's all fine. Yeah. Fire it's, Mountain. It's world locations, right? Like, like Mount Everest isn't called Big Mountain. <laughs> like, <laughs> be a little bit clever with your naming techniques. <laughs> Goes a long way. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So yeah, they uh, they make it to the, where they see Fire Mountain. Yamcha says, "Oh, we better stay back because they're not within earshot already." And <laughs> and then it cuts to a very brief, like three four minutes of Shumai and Pilaf. We'll just get this out of the way. They uh, didn't drown in the last episode that we saw them. That's unfortunate. Yeah, that was that was unfortunate that they're still here. Um, <laughs> me my calls Pilaf a mutant, and the two have a scene where they just wish Pilaf wasn't a giant asshat. Uh, if only there was seven magical balls that could make you wish him away. Right? Permanently. Um, I found the do-it-yourself torture chamber line was, was funny. I laughed at that. Because I yeah. could just imagine Pilaf, you know, making them torture themselves. The making them torture themselves. Yeah, uh, I, just, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and then uh, when they do arrive, P- the first line that Pilaf says is the exact c- line that they were acting in the scene. When they're like, yeah, right, like this would ever happen. But I would love it if they would just be, if they would just give us praise. Yeah, but it was so obvious that was going to happen. I I, I didn't even get a laugh out of me because it's like, here's the thing. They didn't even follow through with the circumvention, right? If they had a reason for circumventing it, right? Like he circumvents it. He does the thing that they were not expecting. They go, what? It's like, yeah, sit down and eat with me. They sit down and eat with them and he poisons them with the piggy thing and makes them shit themselves. Fine. Potentially a little bit of of clever diversion comedy. They didn't even do the diversion comedy. He says the thing that they would have said and he goes, why do you think I am an idiot? Then (sighs) I will give him this though. I will give him this. Since we saw him in episode um, I think it was episode three. Yes. Uh, he did move the button. He's a man of action. He's a man of his word because he ran to push the button for shoe when he failed. He had to push the button all the way at the other end of the room. He moved it so that the button for the mechanical arms is under the table. Congratulations, Pilaf. You did it. You are, <laughs> you are really a, a villain of action. Yeah. But he can control the weather. He can make a thunderstorm out of nothing. And it's a shocking experience for the two of them. And then himself. he electrocutes himself with a fork. Perfect. And then that's it ha, for Pilaf for the episode. Ha, 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 <laughs> ha, ha, ha. So yeah, Ryan, I know your favorite character is Pilaf, but try I to like hide him, it a little bit. I wish him great death. <laughs> Perfect. And then, yeah, we get to, we get to meet, well, we get to hear a little bit more about the Ox King. Uh, and why Fire Mountain's on fire. So apparently what uh, like the Ox King did is he paid a wizard to start a fire. A wizard who we know, by the way, more on her in a little bit. Oh, <laughs> she's just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, paid a wizard to go around, like basically um, couldn't build a fucking moat. No, that'd be too easy. People can go over moats with their power poles and their flying fucking clouds. Yeah. Right? I'm just gonna... He knows about Nimbus and the power, the power pole. pole. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah. he created a way that even Roshi and Goku couldn't get there. It's yeah. actually not that unfathomable. Yeah. But then, yeah, the fires kind of went out of control. <laughs> and, the, and the only reason why Oolong knows all this is because he used to be a tour guide, as he states. I can't imagine Fire Mountain being a great tourist destination. No, especially with all the skulls that we see around the dead people. and Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't buy that line. Like, I know we're not supposed to doubt that line. It's just supposed to be like a joke. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't imagine Fire Mountain being. And uh, on your left here, you see a uh, beautiful Fire Mountain, lovely at this time of year. Look at the hues of red and orange as everything burns to crisp death. Don't get near it or the Ox King will come and kill you with his giant hatchet. And on your right, you will see a lovely panda bear. Moving forward now, like I can't imagine that's a thing. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't see it either. But that would be, that would be funny. Oh, better duck! Here he comes. Nah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and time for the eighth wonder of the world: the backside of water. Like, have you ever heard the Weird Al song "Skipper Dan"? Like, I can't imagine Skipper Dan being out there. <laughs> being the tour guide to fire mountain <laughs> look at that ox king he's throwing his hatchet like this is, i can't imagine it's a thing but yeah oolong uh he's like you know what fuck this shit i'm out deuces have yeah, fun dying because he's smart <laughs> yeah at, at this point other than being you know like the worst human being in the entire universe and try to like you know drug people he's like you know what i'm out i'm leaving i don't want to die well, he's not a human he's a pig You're right he's a pig a little too on the nose there but you know. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a nose he has a snout when your technicalities i'm full of them <laughs> well either way he fucks off and then we hear balma and goku just yelling piggy 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 <laughs> yep that joke needed to stick around yep so yeah he basically you know chits himself in the car uh, yeah, see the thing, they just kind of ruined the interior of that car. Yep. Yep. Great. <laughs> uh, Dragon Ball's a great show, guys. I do love I I know this sounds odd, like I love Dragon Ball, the the Dragon Ball series. Legitimately one of my favorite series of all time. I know it doesn't sound like it right now because this sucks, but it gets better. It does get better. It does. And we are we are being fairly critical of the show and we're trying not to look through it through too much of a rose-colored glasses but god even with the glasses on this that last episode is fucking difficult and the first half of this episode is difficult it does get better this yeah. episode in particular gets better yeah uh but, i uh, do enjoy what poir says about uh their lot their chances they have two chances slim and none <laughs> not a great joke i still liked it it was still funny i enjoyed it and then Yamcha just sticks around because he wants to watch Goku get the shit kicked out of him by the Ox King. I love... Uh, so, so we're talking about Yamcha here. Future sea fighter. One of Goku's closest allies is going to die for Goku a lot. Um, he's just so unapologetically evil. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and not even like the kind of evil where you like, you could justify it, right? Like, you know how like... Like with Vegeta, they, they have a line in Dragon Ball Z that's really important where he says like, without 
Frieza's influence, you might not have turned out like this, right? Like, like the justification of Vegeta and why we are kind of okay with him slowly turning good is because he did grow up under the oppressive rule of Frieza. There was only one way he was going to turn out. It was survive or perish for him. Yeah. Right. And the only way he was going to survive was to become a killer, right? It was go to planets, kill people in the name of Frieza, yada, yada, yada. Right. Uh, there's no justification for a lot of the things Yamcha does. He's just, just being a dick. <laughs> like, you, you it's crazy that like he is so i mentioned this to frank before he didn't get the reference but i'm sure somebody will listen to this and get this reference and that's all i care about he's dick dastardly he's dick dastardly from wacky racers and poir is mutley he comes up with evil plans and poir just sits there and goes <laughs> that was the worst mutley impression ever i'm so sorry guys i can't do a mutley i can't but but my point is like he's just unapologetically evil he needs to he needs mustachios that he can twirl while he's like nah i'll sit here and watch them dying (laughs) (laughs) again one of goku's most trusted allies (laughs) everybody who we see evil from here on has justification for it yamcha's the only one who doesn't freeze his father right you want yeah. to go to Tien? Obviously, he's be uh, he was trained by the Crane Hermit and feels un, a sense of loyalty to him, so has to go through with it. Yeah, and has to deal with like all that mercenary Tao as well. That was a whole. Yeah. Uh, Piccolo is well, Piccolo. Well, Pic- Piccolo is the evil that split up, split up from Kami. Yeah. Right. The idea would be that if Piccolo and Kami were still one being, Piccolo wouldn't. Like it would be a well balanced person, yeah, right. Uh, Piccolo Jr. spent uh, like three years in an egg with his dad going, Kill Goku, kill Goku, kill Goku, kill Goku, kill Goku. <laughs> of course, he's gonna want to kill Goku, yeah. Um, Vegeta and uh, Vegeta and Nappa already mentioned under Frieza's thumb either yeah. you're evil or you're dead, Frieza, dad, cell. Kill Goku, kill Goku, kill Goku. Literally kill programmed. Goku. That was that was like his only programmed directive. Majin Buu is not inherently evil. Right? And then every version of Majin Buu after the the you know balanced Majin Buu who just hasn't been taught how to be good, yeah, is just the expelled evil out of OG Majin Buu. Yeah. Which then takes us to uh, evil Buu to then Super Buu, then Kid Buu. Oh all the expelled evil out of uh, original Majin Buu. Yeah. Like, like if you even want to go into Super Beerus isn't evil, he's more of an entity kind of like... How he's just doing it. his job. <laughs> he's Galactus. Yeah. Right? Right. Uh, Galactus, the world eater, often seen as a villain by a lot of people, is not really a villain. Right? There's a, there's a what if in Marvel where they kill Galactus and the universe dies. Because Galactus is a force that, you know... Yeah, he eats planets, but he also keeps the natural order in check. And without him, chaos reigns. Yeah. Right? So that's Beerus. Frieza already mentioned. Um, Zamasu. Zamasu is a god complex. Zamasu is a god who is taught that the gods are better than mortals. Right? If you're taught that the gods are better than mortals... But you also have to like live with them and let them do their own thing and you can't fix them even though you're better than they are. But that's just it, right? 
if you if you are taught that you are better than people sooner or later you are going to actively strive to either make those people better or eliminate them outright so that the strongest can survive uh the other universes are never really portrayed as evil more that's just trying to survive more in the same line as universe seven fighting for survival all right and and like the universe six people are fighting on champa's behalf and again that fight's not for domination or anything like that they're fighting for the dragon balls yeah right so really of the evil people that we see throughout dragon ball yamcha's one of the worst because there's no justification for it he wants the Dragon Balls not to do something good, but to get rid of his fear of girls. I have a tip for you, Yamcha. Speed dating. <laughs> You'll have to get over it eventually. <laughs> like, he's, he's just unapologetically evil with no justification for it. He is by far the worst. Of the canon villains, obviously. You got, yeah. you got, you got people like Garlic Jr. who, like... I, I mean, he spent some time in the dead zone, so I mean... That's like a general. Yeah, but he only spent and... time in the dead zone because he created the dead zone to send other people to the dead zone. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's not like the the dead zone pulled him in out of nowhere and he got jaded because of it. He created the dead zone to try to kill everybody. <laughs> um... He he got hoisted by his own petard on that one. But of the canon villains, Yamcha's the only one without real justification. Oh, and the Red Ribbon Army. Red Ribbon Army also are, they're just an army, right? Like, the Red Ribbon Army are more a a, a general misgiving of war than it is. Yeah, they're the team rocket of the Dragon Ball universe. Exactly. So the Red Ribbon Army are the only people who can match Yamcha in pure evilness. I mean... Uh, I know, I know, you know what, we're not even going to talk about the other one, not even going to talk about the, the, uh, the arc villain, the Pilaf arc, the saga. Pilaf is a king. Emperor. Same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Emperor is, is just another word for king. <laughs> and again, when you grow up monarchical, similarly to Zamasu, and you're taught that you are better than everybody else. Sooner or later, you're going to do one of two things. You're either going to try to help the people rise up to your level, or you're going to try to get rid of the people altogether. All right, cool. Right? It's, so... it's just a natural way of being taught, of being in a situation where you're taught that you're superior to everybody. Yamcha, by all intents and purposes, did not have that. Uh, this he's... is not a guy we are supposed to believe grew up in a monarchy where he is the crown prince and is the grand puba and the big shit. Hey, he is the ruler of the desert. He is the desert bandit. Yeah, I'm sure all those grains of sands really fear him. <laughs> hey, he'd probably beat Anakin in a fight. No, no, Throw he sand wouldn't. At him. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> Don't even try to tell me Yamcha would beat Darth Vader. <laughs> No, just throw sand in me like ah the sand it's everywhere it's coarse i don't like yeah. it yeah that he forced choke his ass to death <laughs> don't even try to justify yamcha would beat darth vader i've never been so insulted in my life <laughs> yamcha would beat darth vader 
know what would happen to a Kamehameha shot at the force? Mm. Just go right back in your face. Oh, that'd be funny to watch. That'd be funny to watch. (laughs) 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 Kind of like what Gohan does to that missile the guy shoots at a... in the great same saga i'm oh. sorry i believe this is yours <laughs> <laughs> good times oh man I, i'm excited for the great same man saga and just to talk about captain ginyu <laughs> um but yeah so yamcha leaves and then he runs and then we see we get we get introduced to chi chi in this episode yes for some reason in my head this being the debut of the ox king didn't equate uh the debut of chi chi yeah, like, uh, yeah. It should have, right? Chi-Chi obviously being the Ox King's daughter, and she's going to become a big part of the story going forward, of course. But for some reason, I, debut of Ox King was there, but it's like, oh, obviously that means Chi-Chi's going to be here too, being his daughter. I just never equated in my head. Yeah, no, like, I definitely agree. Uh, when I when I watched the episode the first go through, it's like, okay, cool. I figured it was going to be kind of similar terms of pacing, or at least that's how it felt, to episode four, where, you know, you do sweet fuck all for the... No, and no, sorry, episode five, sweet. damn it. No, episode five, Yamcha the Desert Bandit, where you do sweet oh, the for the first episode, episode yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you do the fight in the next episode and continue on. Yeah. So I was expecting, you know, Yamcha to fight, to do their following, their general driving, nothing happening. And then the last half of the episode, meet, you know, the Ox King, set up the big bad fight, deal with all that. And then in the next episode, we would meet Chi-Chi. But yeah, just meeting Chi-Chi. And then Chi-Chi's a fucking savage. Yeah, we tried to make her cool off the start. She literally just beheads a dinosaur. And like, when I say beheads a dinosaur, now with Dragon Ball, they tried to kind of tone down the violence a little bit, right? Like violence happens, but it's it's often with a comedic take. Chi-Chi just straight up beheads this Tyrannosaurus Rex and there's like blood spurting out of its neck. Like it's a gruesome beheading. Then she blows it the fuck up in case it wasn't dead enough. Young Ch- uh, Chi-Chi immediately comes in and is a badass. And then Yamcha one shots her and it's done. Ruined. Yep. So yeah, she like shoots like a blade, like a beam out of her head, blows up the uh the yeah, the dinosaur, the Tyrannosaurus Rex corpse, and then turns to Yamcha and goes, ah, fucker! <laughs> and then tries to shoot him. And like aims kind of like relatively high. So I mean, honestly, I would probably duck. Or like step to the side. I wouldn't try and jump over the beam. I'm not, I can't jump that high. You know this. I can't dunk. <laughs> that's true uh, but yeah then yeah just like one shots chi chi and then leaves her in the middle of this <laughs> just leaves her and then drives back uh, and then yeah we find out that yamcha can only can't the only women that he can't talk to are women his own age he can talk to women younger than him and older than him so he's only wishing for a subsect of women that he can talk to <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, we're back to the Fire Mountain with the gang. Uh, we see a lot of skeletons laying around at, you know, fire. And then Bulma asks Goku, hey, Goku, can't you just fly up there and get the Dragon Ball for us? And then we get a little joke here from Goku, picks up a skull, puts it over his face and says, can't do that. It didn't work so well for me last time. Yeah, That's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> and more importantly, Bulma laughs. Bulma doesn't get all on him. Oh, knock it off. But Goku or anything like that. She laughs. She she is softening up to Goku, which is important because we now have actual villains in this show. Bulma needs to be a bit more likable. And they're starting to do that. So good on you. Good on you for recognizing the problem you had in fixing. Yeah. 
Good job, Akiriyama. Yeah, that, that's 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 a point for you. That's a I, point for Akiriyama. You're you're way down in the negatives right now, but that is a point. Yeah, that, I, that, that's I, one. <laughs> I don't. There was there was no animation goofs. No, there there wasn't. Not in the last episode. Not in this episode. Uh, there will be to, some in the next episode. So I don't have to explain your way out of anything. And that's another point to Akiriyama. You get two in this episode. Well uh, but yeah, so Goku does end up flying up. Uh, he does. He just he gives it a shot. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Nimbus. Oolong's freaking out. Uh, he flies up. It's too hot. Flames are too high. They're magical fire. He burns his tail. He falls into a lake. And then here it is. Climax episode. Big bad shows up. Big bad for the rest of the arc. Not peel off. It's the Ox King. He does look like a badass in this episode, right? man. Just fucking tosses that battle axe. Just vroom, like inch, like like maybe like two inches from Bulma's head. Hair flies forward, lands into the wall. It takes everything to pull it out. He is he is a badass, man. I, I love the Ox King in this episode. E- even knowing. Like, even by the end of the episode, when we know he's a gentle giant, he still comes off as a badass. Yeah. Uh, so much so that Oolong pissed himself in this episode. Yes. Yeah. Second I, I, I can't, I can't blame him. I mean, if, yeah. If that dude threw that axe at my head, I would probably also piss myself. I mean, to be fair, he's also already shit himself. So what's, what's a little bit more, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, then what, and then we get the, the big fight. It's like it's like 30 second fight where Goku's just like spinning around, pummeling the Ox King, throwing some kicks, throwing some punches, hits him with the power pole. Doing absolutely no damage. Absolutely <laughs> no damage. The Ox King sitting there like, the fuck do you think you are, bitch? <laughs> like, like, not even a scratch. It's fantastic because Goku in every fight so far, the exception of the Yamcha fight where the whole time we're told like he's hungry, blah, blah, blah. And like even in that fight, it's a back and forth fight. This is the first time in the show where Goku comes up against somebody that's like, no, no, you, you don't stand a chance here, kid. Like Ox King's just <laughs> taking nothing from him. Yeah, so uh, this is where we're this gonna is a Pokemon battle. If, if you be like your level one Rattata versus a level hundred like Garchomp, it's doing yeah, like you're just one, uh, you're just one fighting bit of damage red. every time. <laughs> This is, yeah, you're just getting your first Pokemon and now you're set to fight Red at the yeah. end, of, <laughs> end of Heart Gold Soul Silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sends out like that. Uh, he sends out that Snorlax and you hit it with like a tackle and it does like that. It does like one damage so the bar hardly moves. And then and he has leftovers and poof, no yeah. damage. <laughs> and then, like, uh, yeah, this is, um, I, ta- I we were talking about this just before the, uh, the podcast here about power levels and the ridiculousness that is Akiriyama yeah, power I, levels. D- d- don't don't take any stock in these. They're not true. Uh, I'll tell you why they're not true. Just name the power levels. I'll tell you why they're not true. So the Ox King, uh, according to Daisenshu 7 from, I think like uh, this is much farther down, it r- has uh, Ox King at this moment at a power level of 900. That's about right, right? right? He'd be about as strong right now as a Cyberman. Uh, Cyberman's or, 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 1100. Yeah, so just slightly less strong than a Cyberman yeah. or a Raditz. That yep. that seems about fair. Yeah, uh, Goku. For, for those, of, by the way, for people who are like, oh, but the Ox King in Dragon Ball Z is so much weaker. He hasn't trained in like thirty years. Of course, he's so much weaker. Yeah, right. Like, but at this point right here, maximum training Ox King, full force Ox King. Yeah, he'd probably be about as strong as a Raditz or a Cyberman, just slightly weaker. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Goku right now. 
sitting at a whopping 10. This is bullshit. And go ahead and say Yamcha's power level, and then I'll say why. All right, so everyone, Yamcha, the big bad Yamcha, is a 9, but he got bodied by a 10. That's not even important. <laughs> there, there's an important power level measure that we have. We get in the very first episode of Dragon Ball Z, like the first seconds of Dragon Ball Z. Raditz lands on the planet, scouts a farmer with a gun. That is his name. Canonical name in the show is Farmer with Gun. His power level is five. So what you're telling me is at this moment, Goku, who's been one-shotting everything in front of giant wolf bandit dude with two with the big sword, he jumps on the sword, just obliterates him in one shot, is only double the strength of farmer with gun. Yep. Two farmers with guns equal to one Goku. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. Power level, like, so Ak- Akiriyama's never been able to do power levels, ever. His power levels make no sense. And it, it, you would think it gets worse than this, but I actually think this is more egregious than anything in the future. Goku, hero of this show, at this point in time, is the equivalent of two farmers with gun. Yeah, that's, that's pretty brutal. And, um, okay, so do you want to talk real character growth here? Uh, Oolong, we don't know what his power level is at the start of Dragon Ball, but by the end of Z, his power level is 10. That, that, that doesn't bother. He becomes Actually, as no, strong that, as that Kid does bother Goku. Me. There's no way he's as strong as Kid Goku by the end of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, by end of Z, Yamcha's 500,000. That doesn't bother me because Yamcha <laughs> trains with King Kai. He's training on Otherworld at the end. We see he's fighting the, the fighters on Otherworld. Yeah. 500,000 sounds about right. That's base form Frieza. <laughs> right. That's fair enough for Yamcha. But Oolong went from whatever it was, probably like one or a two. Yeah. That's another thing to note. If Goku's like a 10, Oolong's like a one, which means Oolong is five times weaker than Farmer with Gun. <laughs> but Oolong is a god because he can make things out of nothing. Power levels are stupid. Power levels are stupid. Uh, this is going to be a recurring thing throughout the show. Get used to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be worse when they try to make the power levels matter. And they, they, we get the Vegeta. What does the scouter say about his power level? It's over 9,000. It's, it's 1,006. Kick his ass, Nepa. more on that later what's important here is power levels suck they should they should never introduce scouters the worst thing they could have done for the dragon ball universe was introduce scouters just have just have it all be by feeling guys it was easy you had the you had the method people could feel power levels they could be like holy did you feel that that guy's really strong you didn't need to give it a number. You didn't need numbers. The second you gave it numbers, you screwed it up. Because now I know that farmer with that two farmers with gun equal one Goku. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> Jesus. Moving on. So after the Ox King just, you know, stands there and says, 
like feels nothing it's like a fly mm-hmm. not even it's like kind of like a mosquito you're like oh, no, no, it's fine annoying uh, he is fighting two farmers with gun yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's catching those bullets uh he re- this is where he reveals that he like he talks about he knows where the nimbus is he threat he says like how you couldn't have stolen that where did you get it and then it's like because he because he knows that only pure pe- pe- hearted people can write because he also reveals that he knows that he's like somebody tried to beat me with that toothpick once do you know gohan by any chance and then there we get the big reveal that Ox King was like bestest buddies with Grandpa Gohan. <laughs> ah! And they both trained under Master Roshi. What? Explained... It's all coming back. Because we explained in episode three, <laughs> Roshi is helping them intentionally. Roshi, Roshi knows damn well what the Dragon Ball is. He was giving it to Bulma, but he needed a reason to give it to Bulma because if he just gave it to Bulma... It seemed weird. So he's gotta he's gotta have a reason. He's gotta think. Roshi's smart. What we learned throughout the entirety of the Dragon Ball series is Roshi's smart. Yep. He knows he knows things, man. Yeah. Everybody here is playing Go Fish and he's playing 3D chess. He he knows things. <laughs> so like but yeah, no, we, we now get to tie that end together, right? Roshi felt important at the time, right? And now we know why. Yeah. And then uh, we get we get this uh, lovely little scene where, you know, they're they're bonding. They're like, oh yeah, I know Gohan. Yeah, he's my grandpa. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then uh, he's like, yeah, could you go to Master Roshi and get me the band show fan? And also, if you do, I'll let you marry my daughter. <laughs> I love the fact that Oolong imagines Chi Chi is like this <laughs> grotesque figure. <laughs> like it's just like a Oolong. miniature female version of the Ox Oolong King. just imagines mini female Ox King, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, as an aside, uh, Chi Chi's mother must have been a looker because to mix Ox King's genes with anybody's and get Chi Chi. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta win. To be a looker. And then Chi Chi has to win the lottery. <laughs> yeah, Chi Chi won the genetics lottery. Oh, super strong and good looking. And she's just good for her. Uh, but yeah, so then uh, the Ox King's like, Yeah, I'll give you the Dragon Ball. If you get me the Bancho fan and bring back Chi Chi, I'll give you the Dragon Ball and you can marry my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Yamcha's like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> Yamcha at this point realizes she sees this picture and goes oh shit I just kind of one shot at the Ox King's daughter and my power level is uh, 10 times weaker than this guy I might want to go try to fix that yeah. uh, so luckily for Yamcha she's okay yes. he then professes his undying love to her as an attempt to you know be like you just caught me off guard I'm sorry it's just I love you so much and then he fucks off. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make much sense. No. And then Bulma Chichi was like really excited. And then she started crying. And then she noticed that he left. Yeah. You'd figure the plan would be profess undying love, pick her up, go back to Ox King, say, hey, I found your daughter. Can I have the Dragon Ball? Right. And I mean, like, Chi Chi didn't seem like too terribly 
against against it. No, because what we know in the show is Yamcha's hot. Yeah. So that's his character right now, and he's evil. He's hot bad guy. He is he is hot and evil. He's dick dastardly if he was more attractive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, he Yamcha fucks off as soon as he sees Goku. Goku finds Chi Chi and. I'm sorry, my notes here are just kind of like very. I got nothing for towards the end of the episode. I just got like, oh no problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Goku finds Chi Chi, and we get a very important revelation: Chi Chi can ride the Nimbus. This is important because we I, again hindsight, people, we know Goku's gonna marry Chi Chi. To all the people who, for some reason, freaking into super still ship Bulma and Goku the reason it doesn't work is because Bulma is not pure hearted like Goku is you might say well she's surely pure hearted now no probably not she probably still couldn't ride the Nimbus Chi Chi could probably still ride the Nimbus because despite every negative characteristic about Chi Chi it's all done out of a place of love Chi Chi's desire for Gohan to learn rather than to fight comes so out of lives. Her, her desire to for him to have a better life, right? Uh, Chi Chi's fear of Gohan going to fight comes out of her fear of him dying. Which Seeing I mean, that she sees Goku die in his like first fight since Gohan's been born. Even more so than that, Chi Chi herself was a fighter we are led to believe Chi-Chi can sense power levels, much like Goku. Ergo, she can sense how fucking unnaturally strong Cell is, and maybe my son shouldn't be fighting him. Maybe. (laughs) When he is 11. Ah. (laughs) I mean, Goku's 11, and he fought Yamcha. Same thing. Oh. <laughs> oh. Listen, I don't think Chi Chi would have a problem with uh, Gohan fighting two farmers with guns. So <laughs> I don't think Chi Chi, even, even after giving up training, would have a problem fighting two farmers with gun. After all, she can go Kaioken. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> future spoilers. Much future spoilers. You're not going to remember this by the time we get to the Chi Chi going Kaioken. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, but yeah, no. So Chi Chi and Goku match better than Bulma and Goku, obviously, because Bulma and Goku, by the way, brother sister relationship. They hate each other at first. They grow to like each other as they grow older. They grow to have a great mutual respect for each other, like a brother and sister do. Guys, mm. quit it. <laughs> I see it too <laughs> often, even in twenty twenty two, where people are like, oh, "Man, I think Bulma and Goku would have been a much better couple." No. No. The only <laughs> problem with Bulma's character is that she has this great character arc that flushes her out and makes her a great character, and then they de-emphasize her in Z. And then yeah. she ends up having a pretty big part in the Cell Saga again, and then they de-emphasize her again. Yep. Stop de-emphasizing Bulma. She's great. Use her more. Um, but yeah, so she okay. can ride the, uh, the Nimbus. That's important. Uh, and then we learn go. This is where we get to see Goku's true weakness, not hunger. 
tail. She pulls on his tail and it he freezes up and falls off the nimbus. For some reason, whenever somebody ever ever whenever somebody touches my tail, I get all dizzy and lose all power. All ten and of it. A, a, <laughs> so I, I do need to bring this up because we mentioned that after Dragon Ball in disease, the, the idea of weaknesses go away. It's not true. Piccolo remembers that Goku's weakness is his tail and uses it against Gohan. And Raditz. <laughs> and Raditz. That's that's the last time we see weaknesses in the Dragon Ball oh, series. And then they try, they bring it up and try to use it against Vegeta. Yeah, but they can never get to his tail. And then Yajirobe cuts it off. Yeah. Because I thought they, no, oh no, they didn't actually grab his tail. He mentioned that he doesn't have that weakness yeah, anymore. He he mentioned, trained it. Yeah, he, yeah, he talks he trained, about it. He knew that weakness existed and trained it out of him. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Um, but we do get to see it uh, with Gohan. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about that when we mentioned about weaknesses. And it wasn't even really until we talked about Goku losing his powers with his tail there that I was like, oh yeah, Piccolo remembered that and used it against Gohan. Oh, cool. Um, Sorry, this is an aside for later just because I know we were talking about power levels and I just looked this up. Uh, bon, uh, Chi-Chi, her power level by the end of Dragon Ball here. 160, right? 130. 130. And her power level by the during the Saiyan Saga is 300. Yeah, that would make sense. I don't think... Uh, Chi-Chi never fully gives up training. It's yeah. interesting because we and... we think she does. But what we learn in the Boo Saga, she hasn't. Yeah. Because she trains Goten. Yeah. And uh, like Goku during the Raditz Saga with, with weights is 334. So like while he was wearing the weighted clothes... Chi-Chi is almost as strong as him. That actually makes sense to me. Because if you imagine that Goku and Chi-Chi had continued training together. Yeah. Right? Chi-Chi would naturally get stronger. And you would get to the point that with Goku wearing this handicap, you could probably compete with them. Yeah. Right? So I that, that honestly makes sense to me. Right? Because like I said, we are led to believe through Z that Chi-Chi has given up training. But we know that she hasn't. Well, I mean, somebody's uh, got to protect her house while somebody's where everybody's dead well, and we gone. A, we get a few instances where we see that, right? Chi, when Chi Chi powers up uh, outside of Kame House in the Garlic Junior Saga, <laughs> uh, she's clearly stronger than uh, uh, 130. Yeah, a and she trains Goten and is able to like she scares Goten when they're training together, which leads me to believe that she's probably pretty strong at that point because Goten. At that point, uh, I mean, can outfight any of the adult male humans in the world tournament. No, it doesn't tell me what her power levels at the by the end of Z. It just tells me Dragon Ball and Saiyan yeah. Saga. I think it's the last time it's actually measured. But yeah, yeah that's cool though. Um, then, yeah, we get, so then both riding on the Nimbus and we get Goku using his signature fighting move, patting the crotch. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say talking to animals. Oh, no, that, that's, that's shortly after patting the crotch. <laughs> how crotch. has, I, I, how is this still a thing? Like, let's stop doing this already. We're, we're seven episodes in. He's done this four times. Let's see. He did that with Balma, Balma. in episode two. Long, uh, long in episode 
two girls and uh, the young girl and the old and lady the... in episode four. So that's three. Yeah. He did that to Oolong. I'm only counting it by episodes. Okay, so then f- two, three, four, four, and this is four episodes. Seven, yeah. So yeah. this is the fourth. Okay. Uh, we patted Oolong. I think Oolong was episode. Oolong Pat was at the beginning of episode five. Girls Pat oh, were there. So, yeah. Two, yeah. Either way, four times. Balma, girl, girls from the village, Oolong, Chi Chi now. Yep. Uh, Chi Chi does what, you know, somebody should do. She like physically assaults them for, you know, just pushes them off the cloud. But again, doesn't explain to them why it's wrong. We still have not explained to this child who doesn't get it why it is wrong. Nope. This is why he keeps doing it. Yep. And then Chi Chi flies into a rock. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was, I, I enjoyed that. Slap the comedy. It's, <laughs> it's classic. Who talks to a dolphin. Talking, talking dolphin, which means, which I'm, which means more animals could talk. Hey, listen, we, we, we should know that. I've, I've seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I, yeah. I know that dolphins are smarter than us. Super smart. Um, so long and thanks for all the food. Yeah, so you're talking dolphin, and then we find Master Roshi, and that's where the episode ends. Yeah, Master Roshi says, Goku, I knew you'd come back because of course he did, because he's playing 3D chess. He's moving the pieces here, baby. He's training Goku without training Goku. That's what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh thank God this episode happened because God nothing was happening in Pillar. Oh yeah, like we finally just... started to move the story. We have our major players in in place who are going to affect the season. We have the Ox King, we have Yamcha, we have Pilaf, we have Goku and friends. Yeah, we have our kind of major pieces. And I'll, I'll throw Roshi aside. I kind of put him together with Ox King camp as yeah. far as how he's going to affect the season. But like he's there as yeah. well, right? So we we've kind of got all of our pieces now. Um, and yeah, we're we're getting four more episodes until the end of the season. Five, uh, five, because this is seven. We have eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen. So we have six episodes. Yeah, man, we're bad at math. Uh, <laughs> but we next up next week, um, we are going to talk about episode eight, which uh, I mean, the episode title gives what is the biggest thing that's going to happen in this episode. The episode's called the Kamehameha Wave. Yeah, we get to learn. Things. We get to learn Goku's signature attack. Yes, Goku's and only Goku's and nobody only Goku's. Else, nobody no else is going to use the Kamehameha, especially not Yamcha. Fuck that guy. He's not going to use Kamehameha. Piccolo. Or Piccolo. That's right. Piccolo also you. That's the one everybody forgets. Everybody remembers Krillin and Yamcha and them using it. Piccolo also uses the Kamehameha. Because, and remember, this is important for the next episode when we talk about how they talk about the Kamehameha and how hard it is. Piccolo uses the Kamehameha. Why? Just see if he can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, this is nothing. Special beam. <laughs> or he uses Masenko instead. I, I, I love that, though. It, we'll talk about it. Like, the Kamehameha is such an interesting thing because at first, it's like, it's a, it's a, like a landmark, right? Goku and Krillin like train to do it. Yamcha, when he first goes to use it, Master Roshi's like, no, don't, you're not ready to use the Kamehameha yet. Yeah, he, a, a, yeah we'll, we'll talk more about it, but yeah, it took Roshi a long time to learn it. 
And then Piccolo's just like, watch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed episode seven overall, especially if we can. I the guess I enjoyed it. So Did you say best episode so far? Yes. Nice. <laughs> Every episode is the best episode so far because the last one was shit. <laughs> no, that's not true. Six was not the best episode so far. No. Oh, but um, I liked episode seven a lot more especially comparing it to episode six because we're doing both of the episodes together. It was like, this one is terrible. This one is so much better. Actually watchable. <laughs> Unlike six. <laughs> yeah. Episode six. Episode six, you don't need to watch, guys. Don't worry about it. The watch episode seven. Thing, the only thing that will confuse you if you go from episode five to episode seven is where did they get that car? But honestly, if you can get over that, Skip episode six. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got. It was a good episode. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll uh, get back on this for next Sunday and then release another episode. And yeah, it'll be a good, good time. Good times. Good time. Uh, we already did all of our, uh, you know, um, spiels about where to follow us, all that fun things. So we don't have to do that again. So you're oh. welcome. And you're welcome, listeners. We did it at the start. Yeah, got it out of the way. So remember, check everything in the show notes. Go follow us, all that other fun stuff. Uh, sports cliches, best of buddies gaming, yada, yada, yada. You know the thing. You know, you got it. Leave a review. Five stars. Or, or four. Know, be honest. Or be honest. That too. Constructive uh. criticism is important. <laughs> um. Yeah, so yeah, uh, until next week, guys, that's pretty much all I got. So have yourself a wonderful night or day whenever you listen to it. I don't know. Have yourself a good one, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, peace out, people.